This series is named Three Things I Hate and it is exactly as the title suggests. I invite a guest on the show to tell me the three things they hate most about football and the world of football, from football styles to players and the age-old classic VAR. Expect some passionate rants as well as some more than flawed logic. To keep up with our shows and content, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Both can be found at FoulMouthFooty. But for now, enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome everybody. And on this episode, we have the head honcho of Breaking the Lines, and you'll see a lot of his articles on the Wonder Kids of football for Football Index. He's an aficionado in random football knowledge as well. It's Mr. Zach Lowey. How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing great, Connor. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you very much for for taking the time to to come on. I mean, it's it's always hard fitting people in with their busy schedules, but we've also got the time difference as well. Because you're what far five hours behind. Yeah, five hours behind uh, Greenwich. More Greenwich um, Mean Time and six hours behind uh, Madrid Time. Oh, I don't even know what we're in now. Our clocks have changed recently, and it's thrown my oh, okay, gotcha. it's, thrown, it's thrown my sleep schedule and my and everything really, and my food schedule, which is the biggest one. So, we've had three episodes prior to this. Um, do you have them on your mind already? Are they, are they on the tip of your tongue? Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I was I was thinking about this last night after you told me about it. I mean. Me personally, I I grew up in the era of modern football, so I have lots of a perspective than someone who, for example, who grew up in the 1970s and who maybe saw the old days of football. Um, yeah. But you no, know, I think that you can, as someone, even as someone who's grown up in the 21st century, you can certainly see things that have emerged uh, with more popularity, and you can you know compare those to. Uh, things that perhaps have faded away in the 21st century. So, you know, with regards to modern football, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I think actually one of the worst things about modern football is the is the nostalgia merchants who like say, oh, everything was worse back off then and the everything was is worse now and everything was so much better back then, which, you know, is not the case. There are definitely some things uh, that are better uh now than in you know the 70s or the 60s for example i mean you know jack grealish going out during quarantine and, and partying with his friend that's not necessarily a modern football problem i actually think that that's probably tapered down a little bit mm. um, because you know when you look at stories of so many guys like uh, tony adams or you know even mark bosnick they were doing some crazy stuff back in back in the 90s um but, you know, I, I mean, there are certainly definitely some issues that I have with modern football. Um, I think that one one thing is not necessarily the, the money in the sport, but the inequality in the sport. I mean, we are heading towards a, frankly, an unsustainable path in football because mm-hmm. of the inequality in football. And I think you're seeing that now. Uh, more than ever with the coronavirus shutting down football. And you've got teams like, uh, you know, Karlsruhe in Germany or, um, I mean, plenty in England where, you know, match day attendance is pretty much the lifeblood of that team's, um, you know, that team's economy. And, you know, without it, you you can't necessarily afford... Uh, you can't necessarily rely on I don't know sponsorship deals or or anything. So so you know even with 
Barcelona and Atletico Madrid taking making their players uh, decrease their salaries by, I think, 70 percent, uh, they're still in a decent economic situation, whereas the likes of, I don't know, Peterborough, for example, in, in England, they mm. would have necessarily the same luxuries provided them. And that's really because of modern football. I think that that's a specifically um, modern football related issue. I do think that, you know, social media and globalization has uh, definitely put the power in in a few select clubs because just there's so many people from, you know, from all over the world, from Africa, from South America and so on, who will who will flock to the clubs like Chelsea and Real Madrid, you know, and they won't necessarily, you know, that's always going to be, uh, you know, centered towards the top. That's not going to be evenly spread out. Um, and of course, you know, you will see things on Twitter like, I don't know, uh, a French fan who who follows uh, Accrington Stanley, right? Yeah. The exception rather than the rule. So I do think that, I think if you... You know, looking at the the major problems in modern football, I definitely think that um, inequality is the number one uh, thing. You know, even if we don't have a European Super League, which we certainly might, I think we've almost, uh, you know, established that for ourselves, that uh, this concept of the European Super League. I mean, looking at the the teams that qualified into the Champions League knockout round this season, uh, all of them were in the top five leagues. Of course, you have some, you know, miracles such as Atalanta, who are, you know, qualifying for the Champions League quarterfinals with the 13th highest uh, wage bill in Italy. But even those, of course, are are the exception. So I definitely think that this, you know, rampant inequality is probably my biggest gripe with modern football. And honestly, we are in, we are, we are undertaking in an un- unsustainable path um, in football that, you know, I do think it's, it's interesting for me as an American. I think that a lot of the people who complain about modern football are definitely, um, are definitely match goers, you know, who see, who have a reason to be, to be, um, you know, pissed off because of the increasing ticket prices and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I think, yeah, of course the, the you know the increased uh ticket prices at you know when a team like Liverpool or Arsenal come to play that's certainly one of them as well as just the uh you know the plethora of kind of over the top merchandise it's definitely it's definitely an issue um but i don't necessarily think i mean that's just that's just pretty much supply and demand um, it does need to be, you know, I would certainly like to see England and other leagues follow the path of a league like Germany, right? And and cap that, and so make sure that um, every fan gets the experience of of being able to go to a game. Um, but you know, personally, I think that uh, the inequality in football is 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 the number one thing. But you know, as 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 someone who's watching from overseas, I definitely think that um, there are a lot of things about football that English fans might notice that I don't necessarily, um, yeah, I don't necessarily understand, right? Yeah. So, so number three, it's just a general equality of money in football, I guess. I guess it's just to blanket over is is the obscene amount of money right. going in, in the wrong places. Um, what about number two on your 
your list. This doesn't have to be about on the field. It could be off the field as well such, and online. We've had quite a few people moaning about online um, online things in the aspect of football. Um, what would you put as, as your second thing you dislike about, about football in this day and age? I would just say like, like I'm not, I I would I would say that yeah definitely inequality is number one but besides that um, just like the tribalism on Twitter and social media it's just it gets pretty tiring I mean look I was once a you know a 15 year old I used to get into long uh, you know violent debates about Ronaldo or Messi you know I, mm. I I'm not uh, I'm not immune to that but. I think that you know at a certain point, um, you know, especially after especially after Kobe Bryant died, because um, I used to you know I, I used to follow the debates about Kobe versus LeBron and all the time. So you know, especially after that, I just sort of um, I don't know. I became disillusioned with the whole uh, these just tribal infighting, and it's just it's just so tiresome when you look at the comments of a of a site like ESPN or Bleacher Report. And just seeing people um, picking fights for the most random reasons. And it's like, you're never going to win, you know, no matter what, you're never going to win. You're just spending, uh, <laughs> you're just spending pointless, uh, crazy amounts of time debating somebody that you're never going to convince, posting just ridiculous memes that, uh, you know, devalue whatever <laughs> sort of cre- credibility you had before. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that that just... You know, that's that's one thing. I mean, that look, we're all going to miss Messi and Ronaldo when they do retire, but I don't think anybody's gonna miss that. Just the just the ridiculously, you know, exhausting fights and that are just it really just just bring down the the experience, I think. And like you say, it's never convincing, is it? It's always right. an attack. There's never any constructive debates or, I mean, that's, or that's attempt, attempt to i mean you know you will always get into like some just pointless fights that will take hours of your time that frankly there's no real end game i mean there's no matter what there is not going to be a positive um a positive end result so like even if say you get like 500 more likes on your pro ronaldo tweet than the other guy's pro messi tweet Okay, you got 500, 500 more likes. What does that do to you? I mean, you you feel like that was a that was an adequate use of you know three hours of your day, you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's just. Do you think we need more kind of objective discussions on social media about football? Because definitely, I mean, you, I, you can learn a lot from people on there, can't you? You definitely if you want to. No, no, no. You you absolutely can. I mean. You know, I but but it's difficult with social media because you're you're behind a screen and you don't have necessarily the um you know the personal interaction. You know, I think that social media is great because I I think that a lot of the people you will interact with on in football Twitter are you know smarter than the average guy at the pub uh, or or something. But I would just rather have a, I don't know, have a discussion with, with somebody at a pub, even if it was just a casual viewer, because it's just a more pleasant experience, you know? Like, so many times people on social media, whether whether you're debating about Ronaldo and Messi or, or something else, um, you know, they can get defensive or they can, you know, go on the offensive and it can just be sort of um, annoying. I would like to have more objective um 
analysis and discussion. I think that is important to, you know, for me, one of the best things about Twitter, about football Twitter, is just being able to hear everybody's opinions and and discussions and just, uh, you know, not equally value that, but definitely like look at all of them and look at all those perspectives and and see which one you know makes sense to you. Yeah, I mean, we I don't think we're ever going to get that perfect balance of 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 debate and objectiveness on twitter i think that's that's an evolution for for a different right. platform i think personally but you never know do you? as people grow up people change right um, what about your final point then we'll go for one more before before we shoot off what's your final okay. thing you dislike about football in, in the well in the 2020s I'm, now i guess i'm not sure if it's if it's modern but like one thing that and it's obviously pretty minor compared to the other ones. But one thing that I dislike about modern football is like players not celebrating against their former clubs. Or like, I hate this too. Maybe, I hate this so players, much. <laughs> or maybe even players like like celebrating or but then getting like criticism for that. And, you know, it's just it shouldn't be a debate. Like, you know, if you score a goal that's a pretty impressive thing. You deserve the opportunity to celebrate. You know, I think that it's just so, it's just so tiresome. Like, you know, you celebrate for the club that, that employs you, that the club where, you know, you spend time training with your, with your new teammates and, you know, um, you know, talking them into the, in the locker room. And, you know, so this just entire, entire debate over whether it's, it's okay for, players to celebrate in front of their ex-teams it's, it's just so ridiculous like I mean and I I think that fans are definitely part of the problem fans who who you know boo or you know get upset at players who celebrate um you know it's just so ridiculous and I don't think you're a hero either for not celebrating um in front of your ex-team like okay even if you did have a have a great spell with them like what what's really like I mean, you're you're the the fans on the on your current team. They're the ones who you know are paying your bills. Mm-hmm. They they deserve to hear you, to feel you celebrate, to hear to see you celebrate. So you know, I understand that some players have a strong emotional connection with them, uh, with with their old teams. But honestly, I mean, if you want to celebrate, that doesn't make you obnoxious. That doesn't make you hate your ex team that just means you know you're you're a regular guy so like you know for 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 i mean with regards to that topic obviously it's it's pretty you know it's pretty minor but like i don't know for example when 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 takafusa kubo um played he's he's on loan at mallorca from real madrid now um but he was with barcelona's la masia academy and until the FIFA ban made that uh, he had to return to Japan, and it was it was um, there were a lot of rumors that he would return to Barcelona upon his 18th birthday, but then he changed agents and ended up going to Real Madrid on on the last second um, at the last minute. So um, and and when he played, I think at the Camp Nou, uh, Barcelona fans booed him, and I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. I mean. Uh, Kubo doesn't really owe you anything. If you yeah. wanted to, you could have easily, um, you know, paid the wages that he was asking for. Um, but even if, even if you go your separate ways, you know, I don't think it's, 
it's it's not a good look to be booing a player that wanted to make make a career with you. I mean, nobody nobody intentionally uh, tries to bomb their 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 career their their time at a club, right? Unless no, you're no. Antonio Brown with the Oakland Raiders, but he's kind of a different it's a different sport and a different person. But I mean, nobody intentionally tries to blow it up. So even if you did like fail spectacularly, um, you still tried to give it your all. So I think that just with regards to this, you know, should we celebrate? Should we not? It's just so tiresome, honestly. Just celebrate. Who cares? Yeah, I do quite enjoy fans booing a player <laughs> um, to an extent because it, it kind of brings that narrative to the game where you you know that player is now scoring a goal. Definitely. Um, Def- yeah. We have it regularly whenever Liverpool come to town to Southampton that we like to boo Adam Lallana. We like to boo Dejan Lovren. And they always get the last laugh. And it creates yeah. a good story, I guess. It's really, I mean, or even, even when like, it, it'll sometimes it'll even happen with like home crowds like I remember um I think it was like back in September when Neymar was getting booed by PSG fans after after um you know after trying to get a move to Barcelona and then like in the 90th minute he scored this incredible goal with like I don't know I think it was like a bicycle kick or it was something incredible and he was just he hushed up his own fans so it was just it was it was remarkable to see <laughs> it makes for great entertainment that's for sure um we'll call it there uh we're out of time for for now but thank you very much for coming on zach uh, i do appreciate your time thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure as always and i hope to be back soon yeah well we've got plenty of different series coming up so we'll get you back on but for now you can find Zach at Zach Lowey on Twitter and at BTLVid, as well as his ramblings on Football Index and other places. But for now, for those of you listening, see you next time.